0: I want to start off the episode like this, I mean, you guys have shown us immense love, you know, even before the Detroit trip. I mean, we're going to get more into like, you know, the weekend that we had in Detroit and all the content that we did and, you know, all the good moments. You know, we went to a bunch of different bars, restaurants, um, super fun weekend, shot pool yesterday. That was really fun too. Uh, but, you know, just thank you for always showing us love too, like even before, you know, this whole trip or before we got acquainted with, because I remember when we had started up on Twitter and, you know, even like engagement through YouTube, whatever it is, like you guys were really one of the first ones to really fuck with us like when we were coming up a couple of years ago and like that really meant the world to us just because of the type of content that we were doing. And of course, we were talking about Hivemind. We have Graydon and Riley in the studio right now, but not our studio, the actual (laughs) Hivemind studio. So congratulations on that too, because it is a beautiful setup, boys. Congrats. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. And how do you like being here, man? I mean, it must be nice for the creative flow. I mean, you guys got awesome video concepts. Um, You guys are building a fantastic brand right now that even ascends outside of music and YouTube itself. So, you know, how's been the vibe here, man? You guys have only been here for six months.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think about a little over six months yeah, now, right? Yeah, since June. yeah. And it's June,
1: like, yeah. what is it right now? It's March. It's March, yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I love it. It took, you know, everything has like growing pains. You kind of get used to not being in your house doing it. But I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I love being here. I like that we, we've been recently like painting it and building it out with new stuff that makes it feel more like home. We got a huge TV in there. <laughs> you got that like, sh- like a day before you guys got here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> way more fun to hang out in than ever, but also like easier to work in. But Yeah, I thought sure. it was
1: so funny when you first came in. We had just painted the walls too, and it was one of your first compliments. You said, This is some really nice paint. Did you guys just do that? It's so fresh paint from a mile away. I, like, yeah. I was yeah, looking at the true. walls and I'm like, This is too good to be true. Like, this it is such a polite it, thing to say. <laughs>
0: absolutely, no. And like, uh, even looking at the edges and everything, everything is super well done. But, you know, we're obviously going to talk about music recommendations, talk about Detroit in the episode. Um, well, you just want to say hi, bro? Like, yeah, yeah, what's going on, guys? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, awesome to be
3: here. Appreciate everyone that's tuning in right now. And uh, I wanted to ask you guys, Like, is there any music that you've heard, let's say, at the places we've gone out to or just stuff that we've been playing around the studio as of late that you've been gravitating towards or like something that's really stood out?
1: you go first, right? you you go go first? Yeah. yeah the yeah, last yeah, yeah. couple you, of days yeah. that's really stood out yeah, yeah. what do you man got? well both you guys have put played some like interesting artists from back home who's mm-hmm. that most recent one you played
0: that was nate husser and i'm actually going to bring in a yeah. project from him for later in this recommendations but like
1: i particularly enjoyed that one a lot i thought yeah, that nate was Husser's really fantastic. amazing and then the guy you showed us yesterday that shoots all his own videos
0: mark lux as well mark yes, lux absolutely.
1: yeah yeah
2: how yeah, about you really anything uh i'm really hot on blp kosher right now oh, Yeah, from florida broward county florida up-and-coming rapper a lot of people are saying he's gonna have like the baby tron type hype you know yeah and he's got that real like underground fan base but you can just see it you can see him being a big rapper obviously like where's his jewish identity pretty proudly and i feel like that's something we need right now so it's cool to see him doing it very unconventional vocabulary and yeah. then i also really like uh this guy called The Dare. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of The Dare? He's also from Detroit? No, he... I don't know where he's from. I think New York, probably. But, like, he has, like, two songs out total, and it's just, like, some old, like, like kind of a throwback to the early 2000s LCD sound system type of vibe, but, like, dance tracks, but, like... This crazy personality on it. Um, I like him a lot.
3: That's like the perfect time to get into an artist when there's only like two, three songs out and you can yeah. really like be there from the jump and yeah. see the rise go down. Yeah. Especially if you have like faith in that artist. Mm. Um, What about you, Ant? Any new artists that are like...
0: Any new artists that I've been on? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we're, we're going to play the basic shit, obviously. Like we went through all of Eminem's catalog while right. we are driving through the, you know, you know, <laughs> the streets of Detroit. And obviously that was a dream for us because we obviously came up listening to that and Royce the 5-9 and stuff like that. But I think for my first recommendation, and I think I meant, you know, we spoke about Boldy James in our um, in our newest video that we just shot over here. Um, I want to bring in some projects that you guys might not know of, especially you guys being Detroit natives. I feel like you guys would really fuck with these. So let's go on to the first one that I have. And I could have gone with Bo Jackson his 2021 release, which is obviously probably his most popular up-to-date. And got uh, a lot I don't know if it's more put. popular
3: than, like, The Price of Tea in China with The Alchemist. So but it's like, like a- anytime Uncle Al is attached to something, it much more buzz. I agree, but so I, I want to talk
0: about that, too, just because we spoke so much about Bo Jackson already. So The Price of Tea in China is a fantastic project that you guys should give a spit. And, I mean... We cover different types of music, and like, I think that's what's so cool is that, like, you guys have a different taste, especially within your community than we do. So, for us, like, it's a lot of like lyrical miracle stuff, Mm -hmm. like a lot of concept pen, um, classic hip hop type of shit. And I think you guys would enjoy The Price of Tea in China. You have fantastic songs on here, like Giant Slide, um, Surf and Turf with Vince Staples, Scrape the Bowl with Benny the Butcher, Caruth, like, the way that he starts off the album. And you know, being Detroit natives, like, How's like Boldy's buzz in the in the city and like just being able to watch him build up a career? I mean, I like I like the Bo Jackson project. I like that project. I've I've listened
2: to it. I'm not like super all the way tapped in on Boldy James, but In a way, I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the stuff that we talk about that is Detroit is kind of underground and young people, like, Mm -hmm. buzzing type of stuff. And so Boldy James is, like, a completely separate thing from that. Oh, You know? Like, people in Detroit definitely, like, you talk to a hip-hop head anywhere, they're going to be like, Boldy James is killing it. They, mm -hmm. like, want to talk about Boldy James. The Mm -hmm. buzz is different, though. But it's different. Like, when you talk about rap with people from Detroit, they're going to be talking about Baby Tron and, like, even the Flint guys, like, Y&J and to Young OG. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's just... And, like, V's is, like, a big deal here. Like, there's certain rappers... Bezo. Yeah, yeah, I swear, Vezo. Like, there's a lot... Babyface Ray. Babyface Ray. You know, Ray. Babyface like, Ray, he yeah. had a huge moment. And, he had a
1: huge crossover this, like, last year, I feel like. He, yeah. With cuts on, like, the last couple records. Like, if you heard that, I like when you spend it on me. Yeah. That song's fire. Like, he, like, was able... One of those first guys to like able to just like step into the pop space, yeah. I feel like really successfully. Mm-hmm. And Speaking
3: of like yeah. Babytron, like how how distinct do you feel like his sound is? Like do you do you hear the influence from like previous Detroit artists that have been at it for a while? Like yeah. what's kind of the, the feeling around like his sound, what he's doing right now?
2: Well, Babytron was around during that stuff too. Yeah. like Shitty Boys, his his trio, like that was a thing that was happening at the same time as like other guys like Casher Kwan and TJX Six were making like noise around the city it was like a whole sound like that detroit rap sound has been around for a while mm-hmm. and different people have like had their moments within it babytron i feel like the main thing that he does this different is the the 80s freestyle stuff where he takes these sped up pop and disco songs and like adds a comedic element to it but his own specific flow like i was saying to both of you guys uh this weekend like I kind of consider him, like, the young Detroit Snoop Dogg. Like, yeah. there's just something about, like, his personality and his attitude. It's very, like, lackadaisical and funny, but he can really rap. And, yeah. I mean, he's he's known as, like, the poster child of it right now for the underground sound, but, mm-hmm. like, the Detroit thing runs deep. Like, everybody makes music in
0: that space. Yeah, know? and that's what I think is so cool about Detroit is that you guys have, like, your own quirky style that can't be replicated by other markets. Like when you hear a Detroit rapper you could definitely understand what he's going for so let's talk about Babytron and like just where do you think like he's going next as far as like more of a mainstream market like where do you guys think he's at in his career right now like do you think you could even consider a mainstream or like do you still consider him like in that underground Detroit scene like where do you necessarily see him right now uh, I still think of him as
2: as yet to cross over yeah, all okay. the way. Mm-hmm. I think like there are moments that I remember. I heard MySpace, the song by Babytron, for the first time and was like, "Oh, this could be his crossover moment. It might happen." You know, I see like a bit of a almost like a like a, a Jack Harlow, Blueface like combo yeah. thing like that would happen for him. It's like it'll probably cross over with a moment where there's a lot of people who are like, "What is this?" Some people think it's funny whatever, but I do see him having like a big crossover hit. And okay. I think that will change things. But for uh, now... Uh, yeah,
3: like, I don't even know if he's, like, striving for that. I feel like Baby Trump That's is just going in the say. studio, having fun. Oftentimes, does going to have hooks in his songs. Totally. Um, and, I, yeah, I just love how playful he is with his bars. Like, just the references to basketball players, the references to pop culture. Like, yeah. he's just always shooting out these clever punchlines. And he's fun to listen to. Yeah. I'm not personally super invested in, like, the Ben Reaper projects or mm. that stuff. I feel like they're a bit aimless, maybe. Like, there's not too much intention to, in terms of, like... Putting together a solid body of work that's like coherent, but right. that's not what he's going for at the end. Right. Of the yeah,
0: and let me ask you guys something else. Like Lou said, like especially for us, like we're a big album experience guys. We're like we want to go in and like we want to enjoy something. We want to see like a vision be carried out. That type of stuff. But for a lot of people, that's not necessarily the aim anymore. So no. like for you guys, how do you sit with those types of album experiences? Like what do you guys look for?
1: Um. I've always liked like a conceptual album that's Mm -hmm. always the one I can get attached to as a full project but I don't mind when someone drops 25 plus songs and I can go back and pluck oh I like these three off rip those are going to be in rotation for a couple months and then I can return and there's like you know sex of the album that feel completely different and I think that's kind of the intention is just to like pluck the things you like try and cast that wide net and then just have people kind of play with whatever they want.
3: And if you were to make, let's say, a top 10 album of the year list, would you include one of those albums where you're just plucking out a couple and it's more of a playlist vibe? No. You wouldn't, okay. Yeah. Okay. So judging
0: it from like a pure like album standpoint, then for you guys, there has to be some sort of cohesion and something that actually goes into it rather than like the playlist vibe, you know? You just... Like you just said, Yeah, unless you stumble into
1: like 25 bangers that are
2: all
0: different, which has
1: happened before, but like is really hard to do, obviously. Yeah. It is really hard. Yeah.
2: I find like when I'm first consuming an album, because I grew up an album listener, like solely an album listener. Like I was, you know, not always just rap, too. Like any other genre, I would like, there's albums that I just like fall in love with and think as an experience, there's like a concept or a direction or whatever, and it sticks with me. I was like, you know, I had. 150 cds in my car we we'll just ride around yeah. just cds after cds you know and then as it's grown i feel like people have found different approaches and sometimes what will happen is i'll consume an album and for the concept and right away that'll stick with me and be like this is one of my favorite albums of the year but then there will be a sneaky one that isn't like mm. super conceptual but i just can't stop playing it and it just kind of sticks around. And then I start to think about it in those top 10 lists where I'm like, yeah. like mm-hmm. the 21 Savage and Drake album like exactly. did that for me. Like I just kind of kept listening to it, even though I didn't think it was like as much of a creative triumph as something like Mr. Morale. I listened to it more than Mr. Morale. You exactly.
0: Know? And like, you know, going back to her loss, you guys still have that in rotation. You guys are still ripping it. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Give me your top three off the album, both of you guys.
2: Oh, easy. Um, major distribution. Fire.
1: W. That's up there for me. W. Broke boys. Cool. Nice.
0: All right. And middle of the ocean. Oh, okay. That's a good top three. What do you got?
1: Two of the same three. Middle of the ocean and major dis- distribution. And then what is the one? On uh, BS, where they're going back and forth. No, no? I like. The, it's just Drake, and it sounds almost like a.
0: I guess it's is it, is I, j- I guess jumbotron it's, ship popping. Yeah, jumbotron Tron ship <laughs> I, I
3: hated that song <laughs> when it first came out. Like when he's doing the whole like I party felt like inflections and stuff. I was the only
0: one that liked it. I right. have a crazy I story about, about this. Me, all right. Yeah. So sure. before we started recording this morning, I got in an Uber to go see my aunt. That's like 30 minutes out of the city. Mm-hmm. Guy picks me up super cool dude and he was just fucking ripping Jumbotron like pop shit and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. and like I was in the car and I'm like, oh, this sounds fucking good. Yeah. Like I don't go back to it all that much, but this guy was into it. This guy was pure doing like the X signs with it. Like, he was <laughs> in bro. Like this guy was really going hard with it. And then funny enough, I got to show him heroes and villains. This guy never bumped heroes and villains, and I actually gave him his first ever listen. He was like a That's big hip-hop awesome.
3: fan that just never heard the album before? Well,
0: big hip-hop fan. I mean, like, you catch your, like, casual hip-hop fans that mm-hmm. are just in and out of the genre, They like to put it on as aux music, yeah, so right. whenever I could introduce someone to, like, a mainstream album that I fuck, oh, I feel yeah. like it's this. Crazy rewarding feeling, like, yeah, yeah, I'm the first one to put you on to it's this. It's like so.
1: telling someone to watch the Titanic for the first time, like, <laughs> you're gonna like it. I'm telling <laughs> oh, you, it's a good movie, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you can't. The like boat that sinks, movie.
0: <laughs> absolutely. But you know, talk to me about like growing up in Detroit and stuff because, like, we've been here for the weekend, and it's actually like my first time, like, mm-hmm. being in Detroit, but actually being present. The last time I came here, I was like one, <laughs> so I don't know how many right. back memories I could go back to to be able to get a good story for the podcast. But I mean, going into like this weekend. I literally didn't have any expectations. I didn't know what to expect, you know? Yeah. And then you come in, and then there's this beautiful, like, small-town vibe low key, bro. Like, you guys brought us in the different bars and pool halls and, like, you know, different places. So, like, what is Detroit culture to you guys? Like, how do you guys even implement that, let's say, into Hive Mind? Uh, we Well, we grew up in Ohio, but, like... Okay
2: about an hour away from here. Mm-hmm. So like like Ohio Michigan border. We did some growing up in
1: Detroit though.
2: Yeah, yeah. But like if you we would never go around and be like we grew up in no, Detroit. No, no. But we moved here um 5 years 6 years ago, yeah. 5 years ago, something like that.
1: You six, me five.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I love Detroit for all the reasons you named for sure. Like there is a Midwest solidarity and camaraderie and like culture thing that I like. Uh, like Midwest cities just have this different vibe to them. It feels very like movable, everybody's kind of friendly and polite. A lot of people are like chasing a dream of some kind. Like Mm. I feel like I meet so many people here who are artists. It's like you really don't meet that many people who aren't. It's like a lot of photographers and videographers and Mm. rappers and singers and DJs and those are the people I get along with the best. And then also it feels like a city with like a chip on its shoulder that wants to win, you know, so. It's like a city that's always kind of consistently back on the rise and feels like we get counted out or something like
1: that, you know? And just, I loved like moving here, like kind of defeating the preconceived notions of like it being a scary place, Mm -hmm. you know? And then finding those hidden gems like underneath what the outside world talks shit about. And then you getting engulfed in this like, you know, techno rap culture, like Riley said, the artist culture, like, everyone's got a side hustle. It's cheap enough place where the DIY culture like thrives. Mm-hmm. Like everyone can open up a storefront. Like things aren't out of reach here yet either that I feel like are in big cities and I really appreciate that. Like you can dream as big as you want here and like if you wanted a storefront downtown it's not, you know,
0: 25 million dollar piece of property. Yeah, I still yeah. can't
3: believe that the average price of a house is like 85,000. Yeah. Mhm
0: that's insane that's incredible too for young people trying to start up here because i mean like you guys are fairly young as well and like you guys just got the office space and you're building the brand here so like what types of advantages have you guys seen let's say from building out of detroit and i think riley you were mentioning to me to this the other night while we were at one of your friends places like uh the house club that we had gone to um and you were saying Yeah, yeah big pink yeah yeah and you were saying that like you feel like there's a certain aura and vibe here while you're creating and while like you're in the city. So like, what is that creative process? Like while you guys are here, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, like one of the main advantages just like in talking about why doing it in Detroit is better is like, it is cheaper. So we are afforded the opportunity to use some of our money to travel. So like if we want to do something in LA or New York, like we get to go do that and then come back home. And the other thing is like, you know, we have a, friend group it's like 15 people that all live here and so we have like a big support network but also just like we get to escape the work thing pretty easily so like we come here we do our work and we have our dream but also like all of our friends are here doing whatever we have a million different options we all get together and just like you know we get to have fun and feel like you know i don't feel like i've left home that's like a big Mm -hmm. part of it is like i just feel like i didn't have to leave home to chase this like dream thing you get to do it from exactly where you're surrounded by all the people that you've known forever you yeah know? and i
0: feel like that's a sort of a similar vibe with montreal for us is like it's not like the most developed city when it comes to english entertainment or when it comes down to like the entertainment industry as a whole like we obviously have things that we're prominent in but when you have to compare it to like the mecca new york when you talk about a los angeles when you talk about let's say, even miami Florida is mm. popping right now for mm. a lot of different creators it's a completely different vibe you're kind of like you you could be in the show by being outside of the show, sort yeah. of. Like, you could kind of be, like, a puppet master, but kind of, like, at your own pace. And, like, you could kind of just, like, move at the pace that you want. So I feel like even for us, like, that helped us out a bunch, like, when we had to, like, start up. And, like, even now, like, as the brand continues to get more serious, it also gives you more opportunity because you can move mm-hmm. the way you want and you move on your own time as well. That's, like, the but beauty think, of yeah. what
3: we do, I feel like, is the fact that we can pretty much record the content that we want wherever we are and then just travel whenever we need to mm-hmm. yeah um, but one thing i do want to talk about to bring it back to music is bobby caldwell because um recently passed away rest in peace to rest bobby in peace, yeah. rest and in peace bobby. um i saw that you guys actually interviewed him early on into the hive mind days and mm-hmm. that's one of the coolest things you guys must have done ever yeah um and i'm just such a big fan of bobby and what you won't do for love the album as a whole so What was that experience like, like actually getting to speak to him and learning about his process? It was wild. Yeah. It was so early on.
2: Like, like, that was like our fifth interview ever. Yeah.
1: Wow. And we were
2: like, we started out doing interviews. So this is like, this is 2017, late 2017. We did that interview.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm still in, I was still in school at the time for a psychology degree that I never got. And uh, this was like, Hive Mind was like the concept of Riley's like, uh, what would you call it? Capstone, yeah, yeah. like for graphic design. Like a so. thesis of sorts. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. So like I did it as a school project, but I knew I wanted to take it outside of that. But I had brought Graydon in because we were always running bits and like, we both had like aspirations
1: in in comedy and And music nerds at the time too as well Mm -hmm. and for me getting like to sit down with a legend like someone like that who at the time like admittedly it's not like I grew up listening to Bobby Caldwell I knew a lot of people grew up with that song specifically in their household and stuff but I had kind of came into that scene later on and was enjoying it as from kind of a niche perspective as a college student into like late 70s soul stuff and then to sit down with him was just like to me, that was an early thing that made me really believe in the thing as a whole. You know, it was like, wow, if we can just cold email someone and sit down with this legend and like do our research, get everything right, and like we were the only people interviewing him, it wasn't like he was taking you know interview after interview. Like, were you guys like surprised to even land it at the time?
2: Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, but I. <laughs> it's funny because I, I like kind of recently told Graydon this, but like at the time, I was just like, it was such a sporadic time where nothing was together we were both broke like I didn't really I really wanted to make hive mind work and at the time I was so unsure of it and so it was really like I wanted to convince Graydon to like go (laughs) in on it like like, Mm -hmm. let's let's do this you know and so I sat down and I I was sending cold emails to everybody but I specifically sent them to people that I knew he wanted to interview because I was like I was like it would just be like I know that this will will make mean a lot to him and then make him realize that we could do something cool with something like this. Yeah. And so I just found his manager's email on LinkedIn and I sent him an email and was like, "Hey, like we have a younger audience, you know, like could be cool to expose Bobby to some young people, whatever." And he just emailed back his manager and was like, "You have 30 minutes with Bobby Caldwell on this day." And so we pulled up to the back of a venue that he was performing at that night filmed it in the back row all uh, they were sound checking yeah, they were sound checking Shit. like G- Graydon is like hidden behind a, I'm, chair. Like, behind a chair like like, <laughs> like this interview <laughs> was like and we had one tiny led panel like when you put on top of a camera like yeah, this yeah, big, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and like it was poorly lit we didn't really get to check our mics very well like we were nervous but i did a ton of research and it ended up like you know it's a moment. It's like a decent like a decent interview but like a fantastic moment that yeah. I'll like be able to cherish forever. And he was such a such a kind guy, such a interesting guy to talk to. Very much had a perspective on who he was and what like he was he was amused by the fact that we were young kids <laughs> who knew his music yeah. and asked him goofy questions. He very cool. much was like I think he left that day being like now, that was interesting. Yeah. You know? What were
3: some of the questions you guys ended up asking? You said they were goofy? Yeah. Yeah, we were all over the place. I mean, yeah. I was
1: a bartender at the time. I asked him what his favorite drink was. He said, I don't mess around with cocktails. Give me straight Jack Daniels. Oh, shit. That yeah. was funny.
2: Graydon asked him if he still had his wisdom teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he said,
3: what are these questions? <laughs> <laughs> so and
2: then we asked him, uh, New York strip or uh or ribeye Yep. yeah we asked him like random either or questions i also like did research and asked him about how his mom sold bob marley his first house
0: oh which really? is true
2: bobby bobby caldwell's mom was bob marley's real estate agent and so okay i found that on the internet and so i asked him about that and he told a bunch told stories about bob marley um yeah and then the biggest moment is obviously like Graydon and him bonded over this, this song by a guy named Little Beaver.
1: Yeah, this song that had become like a quintessential party song for us at the time. Oh, cool. And I just like, through researching for the interview, I learned that he was on the same label as Bobby, but okay. like had released that record maybe two years before Bobby got on the label. And mm-hmm. so I was just wondering if there was any connection there and sure enough it was like why he moved to that record label he was like oh i loved beaver's records very much like an unsung hero of that like sound and generation and to share like a niche interest with bobby caldwell and like we sang a little note of the song together (laughs) yeah that must have been a moment uh, oh he was flabbergasted
2: when Graydon brought that song up he was like how do you know that song like (laughs) he couldn't believe it and that was that was definitely the moment where i was like whoa like this is a special thing like yeah. like we're sitting here with the, the like this guy made what you won't do for like this guy made open your eyes and we're sitting talking to him and he like is amazed by something that we asked him. Yeah, it's like whoa, that's like.
3: And that's he performed right before the conversation. You after. Right after. Right after. We nope. were not
2: allowed to stay. No, <laughs> it was sold out. No seats. It for was us. it was oh, sold man. out in a seated venue, and and Graydon was in like sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> we were not ready to stay. <laughs> and there. And I
1: tripped on the way out. I was carrying a milk crate full of all the like shit that we had with us, and I was like, okay. we're all hype, we're all laughing. I get on the last stair, and the. It's like a restaurant above it, and I just trip. Full restaurant shit everywhere. (laughs) Microphones on the ground.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, like, this was really before you guys started taking off and started really getting deep into the project. Maybe
1: 12 people watched that. That's
0: crazy to think about. Just because, like, considering where you guys are at now and, like, the fan base that you guys have garnered and, like, the lane that you guys have carved yourselves out for, like, was this the vision from the jump, let's say? You know, like, did you guys know that you guys were going to get to a certain point to the content? like? And I guess another little side question I want to ask you was, like, what was the biggest hurdles that you guys have been having to face, like, through getting through this whole process? But just before you know?
3: we move on to that, like, favorite three Bobby songs, what okay. would they be?
0: Okay.
2: Well, I named Open Your
0: Eyes. Yeah. That's,
2: that's definitely a yeah. big one for me. Um, I mean, I can't not say what, what you won't do for love. That has to be there, yeah. For sure. And then third one? I might go with uh with game over. I was gonna is, do
1: that one of on mine too. <laughs> ah
2: shoot, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> it's like a newer it's a twenty fifteen Bobby Caldwell song with Mayor
1: Hawthorne and it's just like a banger. Like yeah, an, it's an old like nice. yeah, yeah. Um I'll do a list without what you don't won't do for love because that lives on its own. Open your eyes is on there for me too. Um he does ooh it's tough special to me is that up there for you special to me is good um she likes my car is another good one that's a good what's one? the perfect island nights I was gonna that's what one oh, I was okay. getting to like, okay yeah before I even really knew about what you won't do for love and it's like gravity in the hip-hop world and it just being a timeless classic. At a dollar bin at what was the record store we used to go to? Ramalama? Yeah. Or Culture Clash? No, Culture Clash. Culture Clash, yeah. yeah. Culture Clash Records in Toledo, which isn't there anymore. Rest in peace. They used to have like a bin of just dollar records, like on your way out. And it would, I just found this one that I liked the sunset on. And mm-hmm. it was a random like 90s Bobby album that was all like island themed. And there's a song on there, Perfect Island Nights, that is just a banger. Awesome. And then Kalimba song off of the What You Won't Do for Love records, great. And then I love Game Over as well. And that's just like so cool to hear him bring like his class and style from an era that's so long and almost forgotten to like a modern vocalist like Mayor Hawthorne and
2: like and that. some like heavy hip hop production on a low key yeah like, low key. like that has some drums. That album has some like some hip hop drums mm. all over it.
0: That's incredible. But well, listen, yeah. I wanted to go back to that question. Yeah. Sorry about that. I should have let you ask that question, oh, you're good. but um going back to like the brand what i was asking is like that bobby caldwell moment must have been so special for you guys like you were saying it was maybe an indication foreshadowing for what would happen with the brand and where you guys were at and like that story of you tripping and like having everything fall over the floor is just such a perfect embodiment yeah. of yeah. like what that era is like like you're constantly you know tripping over your feet we went through all of that too like <laughs> those are probably the funnest days that I think we've had so far was just getting in those startup moments where you're going through the growing pains, but talk to me about those growing pains, bro, especially as like, you know, we're all young creatives. We're still super new and fresh to the scene. There's a lot of waters to tread. What are some of the biggest difficulties you guys have been facing as far as just like creativity, as far as like building up the brand, like those types of things that people don't necessarily talk about when they talk about content creation, because everything about being a content creator is, oh, it's crazy super fun it's this it's that but Mm. there's never really like the work aspect of things that gets in the conversation so what is that for you guys you know
1: i think like the best thing for us so far has been like just the ability to allow ourselves to change Mm -hmm. kind of because you can find something once we got to a place like during covid things kind of took off to a point where we realized it could be a career and then just like, you can see what works and you can hammer that into the ground or you can like balance it out and continue to try and do what you want and mix it with what's doing really well and yeah. find kind of a happy middle ground where you're catering to your newfound audience and still having fun and like creating new things because that's why you got into it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so for me personally, that's been like the best thing to deal with those challenge moving forward is just allowing yourselves to be like a little malleable not like if the one video doesn't do that well but it was worth it for the risk it kind of like widens your boundaries as a creator and Mm -hmm. you don't you know end up with this tunnel vision like this one kind of thing that you know is always going to do kind of well but you're never going to have the ability to do something new in the future
0: well that's interesting i find that interesting because when you have to look at creation and just getting into the process creativity those types of like little pockets and flows that you're able to find come through the misfortunes and let's say those floppers as we call them mm-hmm. where you'll put out a video and it's mm-hmm. like 10 out of 10 and like kind of like sheesh like is my YouTube <laughs> career over and like am I gonna be doing this in a couple of years but then it sparks this new idea and this new debate in your mind where you're like oh shit I got the next idea and then it's like okay let's run that so do you guys find that super simple between you guys because you know even recording over the weekend all of you guys have fantastic chemistry everyone's building off of each other in the office like how do you guys implement that within the culture of hive mind?
2: Yeah, I mean, um I definitely try not to let the I don't know how to explain this. I feel like I try to think of all of the work stuff as like I I know something that the the fan base doesn't. Like I have to like trick myself into thinking that of being like if something doesn't do well, I'm like, okay, They'll get But it. I know what is going to do well, but I don't really like, I'm just having fun with it. Like, I'm yeah. just kind of like, I'm toying with it because I think if me and Graydon can come up with an idea that we both are excited to do and gets us excited, like that is better in the long run than just making sure we get some, some views, you know, I don't know. It's like a def, it's a constant like push and pull. You just kind of like, you, yeah. you try to like return to what made you excited in the past and, both to both to make something like, like, pay, like pave a new way forward of like, oh, this is going to be a cool thing that we could do. But also in those moments where things aren't going as well. Yeah. I go back to like the Bobby Caldwell story or like two years after that even and be like, well, I didn't know that this was going to work at all. So like I know I'm in a way better place than I was then. That's even when things like start to feel grim or something, I'll be like, okay, well – no, like I don't, I don't, we don't have to do anything. Like we're in charge, so like we get to decide. Like if some direction feels like we're being suffocated, like oh, we have to do this video, or people aren't gonna like us, or whatever. Or we feel like you know there are risks we aren't willing to take, then we won't take them. Like we get to decide that, and I think that's the most yeah. fun part. Is like you know, no one, no one's making us do something we don't want to do. For sure,
3: and I think what's really cool right now is that you guys are experimenting with so many different formats, like from the man on the street stuff to the regular high mind content to even now getting into podcasting so like what yeah. are you guys looking forward to the most in terms of this new podcast you guys are starting up i think just lack of structure yeah. is, is probably yeah. like
2: because my biggest problem is i'm just a i'm a big overworker overthinker like i stress out all the time and i'm like i just work a ridiculous amount and it like takes a toll and so to have something that i'm not going to go and like manicure every single detail that's what i've been searching for because i'm like i'm guy I, I can't do that for the rest of my life i'll like have a heart attack when i'm 40 so
1: <laughs> i think it'll let us like breathe in another creative way like we've refined and know what we're good at on camera in a tight tightly edited format but i think we're just as funny if not funnier you know in a looser format or just as knowledgeable or articulate like whatever like if we have the open field just to play in i I have faith that we're gonna put something good together.
2: Yeah, it's like like I look at it like as two different sports too, though. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like, okay, say we got really, really good at basketball, mm-hmm. and then we're like, we're also good at baseball. You can't just like bring a baseball bat onto a basketball court and start playing with that too. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like yeah. in the tightly edited format, we have to do what we're good at there and we have to start a whole different thing that is a podcast yeah. because if we just start leaving in every little conversation and just let it be open format in the context that people are used to seeing tightly edited they will be like what is they won't they won't like it it won't feel right it has to be like intentional and so we've been kind of like waiting to have the thing that is just like us sitting and talking and and fucking bullshitting we don't have to go guess the this from the this like you know (laughs) we could just we could just talk and so yeah, it's 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 exciting because politics just something... too. Well, yeah, we have a lot of a lot to say about politics. Oh, so much. Oh, fire. We've been holding it in like big <laughs> time because So people... now it's going to give you the
0: platform too. Oh yeah.
2: Oh, and it's going to be a big platform
0: yeah. too. That's the thing. It's going
2: to be. So a that's
3: going to be like the main theme of the podcast some politics. Talk. Yeah, probably politics <laughs> and
2: probably like. Like babes, like hot, ba- yep. like babes and like... Um, Spring
3: break, men's rights.
2: Right, men's rights. and Don't write that down, men's uh-huh. rights. And then um, slip and slides. Sports cars, American fa- muscle. Fast cars with yeah, big, muscle. crazy rims and yeah. stuff like that. Also meats, we like, we like, we love to talk about like... Any ways to cook them. Yeah, cuts of steak, uh, <laughs>
0: jean jackets are going to be a big topic of conversation as well. You know what's so fucking funny? Like you guys get into these bits like randomly like it's always like it's always like this moment and that's what i found like was so cool about recording with you guys this weekend it's like lou and i like it's a very like it's a very different process a very yeah. different <laughs> type of recording style and then coming into your world it was so like what the fuck is this you know like this yeah. is awesome Just like lying. this feels completely different <laughs> oh but it, yet, yeah it feels so comfortable so like you guys have built an extraordinary chemistry over the past couple of years, for sure. Yeah, especially. we were friends
1: long before we started. You know, <laughs> yeah, so that's, was, that's the biggest thing. It's like,
2: yeah, we used to like we used to have bits at parties. Like that was our like where I feel like I started to be like, Graydon's got to be my co-host. When I like when I started the idea, I didn't know I wanted a co-host, but it was like a no-brainer then. Because we had just this, like, thing at parties where we'd, like, play characters or start lying to people. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it was a lot of lying. A lot of lying. But, like, you know, lies that mean nothing. You just, like, you say, like, oh, I'm a... You know, I'm an engineer from upstate New York, and I have six kids. And then they start asking questions, and you start answering them. And then <laughs> Just away, and right? you get, like, a whole new life out of yeah. it. And then, you know, and then you say your name's Reggie, and all yeah. of a sudden when you, like, trip and knock over the pong table, they're like, Reggie knocked over the pong table. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, well, that wasn't Riley, so <laughs> yeah. that's good.
3: Have you ever, like, seen those people again and then, like, gotten caught into those lies or anything like that?
2: No. Oh, one time a girl... Uh, a girl came up to me and I didn't recognize her and I started talking to her and then she's like, last time I so like, are you not British? <laughs> oh, and shit. apparently, I did a British accent for one entire party and that's said amazing. I was a uh, I was I was here visiting from the UK. And so she she straight up was like, "You're not British," and I was like, "No." no and I don't hilarious. even do a great British accent, so I, God, no. <laughs> yeah, I, don't,
0: I don't know how. I convinced her. So but. I guess with the podcast too, you guys got to come into our world a bit. We ended up doing some content for our podcast as well. Yeah. Well, obviously, we're in this conversation right now, but mm-hmm. I mean have you guys picked up on anything that like you guys want to bring into your stuff or your podcast? Like how did you guys like our recording style and like, did it meet your expectations from like what you see on the screen? Let's say from what you do know about us.
2: Well, what you see is what you get. That's the craziest part. <laughs> yeah. I never would have anticipated that you guys did everything. One take. It's no so matter streamlined. What. Like yeah. that's crazy. Like for reference for anybody listening, I think we recorded almost five hours for two videos for hive mind At and, least, yeah. and less than an hour for our two videos for your channel. Yeah. Total, it goes, so. it goes quick for us. Cause like, that was yeah. like, our
0: thing is like, we, um, well we have the whole thing where like with COVID, like we didn't come out of our houses for a while. Right. And like the podcast was just starting. Well, just starting, you know, we were getting some sort of buzz on Twitter. We were doing our thing. And like, you know, when you're first starting, like you're hungry, like you're down for anything, and like that hunger is always within us. And like we go back to those old days because we used to record over the phone, like through our laptops. Whoa! So like, and, Like it was, it was horrible. But like, the challenge of keeping a consistent conversation was so tough that it kind of built us up to when we got into person. It was like. We could have like endless conversations for endless amounts of times, but yet it feels structured and like there's those transition points within them. and. Even for us, like, the amount that we pump out, like, we always wanted to be able to do stuff in an efficient amount of time, not think about it too much, but yet have calculation to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, even for you guys starting up the podcast, it's going to be interesting the way to see, like, you guys also bring in that hive mind culture into there and, like, mm. seeing the mix and match and, like, the boiling pot of all of that. I think it's going to be a great move for you guys. Yeah, I mean,
2: watching you guys do it, it definitely made me feel like... I don't know, like, I like the way that we record our videos, but it's obviously a long time and we stumble into our best moments and then yeah. we just kind of like let ourselves do that. Mm-hmm. And so it did make me less intimidated to do something that is not like that, which I think the, the podcast obviously won't be. Like, I'm not going to sit and edit the podcast. Like, it's just going to be what it is, you yeah. know? And that's that's good because we never, you know, we don't often record with other people for their thing. So I'm used to like the way we do it you know or yeah. i'll sit in nick is not green's room and we just like joke around for an hour and he cuts that up you know
0: yeah and what's cool about you guys too is that like listen we recorded for a long time but it felt like five minutes low-key it felt like it, it was like it got like you know it got difficult because like we were there and we were sitting in like those chairs for a minute but all those tiebreakers too Can't yeah, the tie those. yeah. That we had as well but what was cool was that like the bits were fun to get into and like I never get into those types of things like our podcast is super serious like music oriented all the time and just to be able to talk about Garfield and how he's hung like a like a house cat was absolutely (laughs) hilarious and the way that we put that into like let's say music commentary was mind-blowing it's like sheesh that's not supposed to work but it works and I think that's what's so cool about you guys and the way that you guys do your shit it's just a
1: real manic energy
0: There is, but yet it feels great. (laughs) You know, and like that's what's so cool too is that like you're doing these crazy, like long recordings, but doesn't like you don't feel it, you know? Like it's just like you're there, you're in the moment, you're having fun, you're shooting the shit. You feel like you're at that house party that you guys were talking about. And I think that's what's so valuable about you guys and why your community really does enjoy what you guys do. So salute, guys. It was a fantastic weekend. (laughs) Thank you. But besides that, let's talk about more music. Lou, I Something I wanted, to, yeah, I know there was one thing you wanted to bring in. I was going to bring this in for this week, and we kind of stole my Tropic thunder. So yeah. I'm going to let you go with it and ride for it. I want him to put you onto some games because is, this album is
3: incredible. Yeah, this is Jordan Ward's new album called Forward. And he's actually on tour right now with Samino and J.I.D. And yeah. this album is amazing. It goes into his childhood. Um, In terms of the the songs you should check out, definitely Fam Jam 4000 has been a repeat for me. And it's kind of a mix of like old-school funk, also mixed in with some more... I would say melodic R and B, and I just love the versatility that he's showcasing. And I think that he really will be one of like the biggest stars in a, in in the, in the coming years for sure. But what did you appreciate out of the project? From what I've been listening
0: to now, it's kind of like that slickness that you expect yeah. from a soul artist. Because like when you're a soul artist, you have to have the rizz, bro. Like you have to be able to like come through and absolutely dominate a track with your presence, and you have to be able to have this emotional connection to the listener. So I feel like. What Jordan does so well is that as he's going through the project, like Lou was saying, like he's taking you through these childhood stories, like he's having these beautiful melodic performances, but it's not overbearing to the point where like you can't understand what he's saying. And as a hip hop fan myself, I enjoy that because I always want to get into the writing. And sometimes when a performance is, let's say, too outlandish or it's too distracting, it takes away from the writing itself. Sure. So then you have to go back to the record and you have to bunch like with Jordan, like, you're going to understand, like, as soon as you put this on, like, he's a super digestible artist as well, and you guys are going to absolutely love it. I think you guys are yeah. going to enjoy yeah, it. Fire. Yeah, fire. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'll that sounds
1: right up my alley, too. Yeah. And from hearing just that little bit you played before we started is, like, yeah, You are so reviving. yeah. Oh, man, that's like, grabbed my ear right away. Just, like, For a tight sure. melody and, like, a good little funk groove, like... Is was awesome. Yeah. And I had a friend see that show this weekend, and he was raving about the opener. He said, I had no idea who it was, and he was fire. So Yeah, yeah. he's definitely
3: someone to watch out for. But something else I wanted to ask you guys was, like, in terms of this year, it's been a slow year, um, especially for the hip-hop scene. But in general, in terms of all genres, what are some of your most anticipated albums coming out?
2: Ooh, anticipate. <coughs> anticipate. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> sorry about that, guys. So sorry. Um
1: anticipated i'm trying to think of what what is supposed to come out i know there's some stuff coming out like this week i feel like thought i saw things on the 24th uh uh,
2: yeah peggy and danny yeah so that's gonna be a massive moment Mm -hmm. i'm excited for that yeah that's gonna be a we love we got tons of love for danny
1: obviously of course yeah
2: and i mean i'm a huge jpeg mafia fan um yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, so far this year, it it I don't. I feel like it has not been slow, but I feel like it's mostly been outside of hip hop that I've had, like loved a lot of albums. Like the mm. the Caroline Polachek album is like almost flawless pop record. I think cool. it's so good. Um, yeah, I, I got to remember what's coming out though. I I, I never think about anticipated. I always just like let it happen. Yeah. Forget
3: about like what schedule. Just more like who are you down to hear from? Like who have you oh, like yeah. been missing to hear from? Let's say.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, definitely, like, I would love an Earl album this year. I know he dropped mm. not
1: that long ago, but mm-hmm. I always love hearing Earl. Um, I think we're getting a No Worries project this year. Yes, we are. Yes. And that yes, is, are. like, top of my list. Those are two of my favorite figures in music. 100%. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: What else for you? What you guys
1: have? I mean, a solo Anderson project would be great, too. Um
3: hmm I don't
1: know. People I'm thinking of, I mean, it would be, you could say it every year, it'd be great if Frank came back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's there's a big void in like the sad writers R and B. I feel like that could be filled by him, or I don't know. I hate being put on the spot, guys. Um, I mean, I, I'm excited for the
2: Boy Genius album too, mm-hmm. which is Phoebe Bridgers, her yeah. trio with Julian Baker and Lucy Dacus, and I've really liked the singles from that. I'm a big Phoebe Bridgers fan.
0: Um, I'm
2: just looking through Spotify really quick to see what singles have come out, but.
0: You also had the audio album that came out at the beginning of the year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty prominent. Yeah, you're, you're throwing, <laughs> throwing the towel on. I just, like, I don't know. Graydon's a hater. I am a hater a of thing. that album. Why, why is this? It just like, it
1: felt like nothing new to mm-hmm. me, I guess. I don't know. I feel like we have been into like psych rock and stuff for a long time. And I don't wanna discredit him like, by any means for doing it. Cause I think that act is like admirable and very cool. And it's great to potentially inspire other artists to not be afraid to step outside of their box or whatever. And I think that is like a solid sentiment. It's awesome, but an execution. If I'm ever gonna to wanna to listen to Psych Rock, or something like that's
3: trippy.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not pulling out the Yachty record. Like that's the bottom of the barrel for that kind
3: of sound. That's like the mm-hmm. common reception I feel like there is right now around it. Is that like if you're like a big Yachty fan, then you really love the album just yeah. because of his take on the whole psych rock sound. Sure. But if you're not too familiar with Yachty and you're super into psych rock, like Pink Floyd or Tame Impala or whoever else, then you probably won't gravitate towards it because it has been done better. Yeah,
1: yeah. And know? see, I love the Michigan Boy Boat Project. I think that was awesome to see him step into Mm -hmm. like this scene of rap and incorporate those guys, get people to feature on songs that hadn't worked together whatever, and be the malleable artist that he is and do that sound to a high level. But that's also like a genre that has less like history. Yeah. You know, that feels newer and can still is still like ever changing. And psych rock's like a little, not locked in place or time, but like, you
3: know, yeah, there's but like
2: sixty years of it out there.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, like I mean, you know, Tame Impala obviously
2: like freshened up that sound, like modernized it, but at the same time, there's so many like significant references to the '70s and the '80s that they're pulling from. Yeah, and like that's kind of the thing. It's just like a, it's an old school sound. I love. Yachty's one of my favorite, like, figures in music, period. Mm-hmm. I love what he does. I th- I always say that he's like a like a master curator, like a style curator. Everything he touches becomes very cool. There's just yeah. something about that. And I really like him as like an art director type of character. But I just sometimes the music is like there are songs that I like off that Yachty project, but like overall as a move, it feels a little like I don't think it necessarily was done for the right reasons all the way. Mm. Like I don't like that he said like like, fuck all my old music. Like, you know, it's, it's, I only care about this album. It's like, you've made some great music and you can invent within within hip-hop. Like, you can and have invented within rap, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. And, like, creativity is stepping stones as well. So, like, there was a certain path he had to take to be able to get to Let's Start Here and, like, everything else that maybe he's going to release for the future. And even as a whole, he kind of just downplayed hip-hop and, like, what it kind of means to him and his career. And it's like while i do understand that because it is a common sentiment for him and like for a while people didn't respect his artistry and finally now he is getting his flowers Mm -hmm. in the mainstream and critics are enjoying it and there's people that are are there and that are invested like you not not that you know you got to chase that validation but you should be happy with the stuff that you're putting out in the first place yeah you know like at least for myself and even for you guys like Listen, I've put out some fucking shit videos with the boys, like when we first started. <laughs> Not us. Complete, Not you, us. You all got, perfect. Yeah. Every Bobby, single Bob, one.
3: The Bobby interview from the jump. I mean, yeah, it Bobby interview out? was <laughs> perfect for sure. Yeah, I didn't we, want my body in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah. But you get what I'm trying to say, yeah, though. Totally. Was that, like, totally. It, it took all types of different mishaps and takes all kinds. It, of it. It, yeah. All kinds of little <laughs> stumbles to be able to get there, and like. I feel if you lose sight of that and you really try to block that out and be like, oh, that was the old me and I don't fuck with that and I can't do that, it stops you from being able to get to other places because that's what got you there in the first place. Yeah, Yachty was probably sitting on that record and was like, no one's respecting the current music I'm putting out right now. It's not getting the critical reception. I need to do something to make a move, let's do it. So if he didn't release that prior music, would he still be releasing that Psychedelic Rock album I don't think so. I just don't like
3: the idea that he felt like he needed to, like, jump from one genre to another in order to be taken seriously as an artist. Like, you could have been making better hip-hop music if that was your foundation, and that's what you wanted to continue to excel in. But I just feel like he was sort of shitting on hip-hop as an art form with some of his comments, and I didn't take that in the best of ways, but... Yeah, because it's like, dude, like, make that album. If you want to make that album, Mm -hmm. make that
2: album. But you don't have to say, you know... The same way I feel like, uh, like, like fan bases have evolved. Where now it's like it, it isn't. There's not a lot of people out there who just listen to rap, mm-hmm. or just listen to country, or just listen to you know indie rock. It's like if I like I meet somebody and we bond over being fans of Tyler the Creator, it's like we're gonna also be fans of other genres, like other artists and other genres. It's like same thing with an artist. Like you can make a psych rock album and be a rapper. And you don't have to say, I'm not a rapper anymore to make the psych rock album. You can make anything. Anybody can make anything they want. I just feel like you don't have to shit on former versions of yourself and other people who are inspired by you in that lane mm-hmm. to then, you know, to make that step.
0: Yeah, but to be fair with him, and I kind of want to play devil's advocate, there was a lot of people from the hip hop community that shot on him. And a lot of people said, just step away, like, don't even try to do this anymore. Yeah. So. There was probably this resentment that grew over time that kind of led him to those types of comments. And finally, after seeing the success of the studio album critically, because sales wise, it didn't do anything the near that it did with the hip hop records that he was putting out. But I think that for him, it was a nice move just to be able to see what he could do artistically and how he's going to be able to touch it. But looking at what Yachty did. What other artists would you guys like to see get out of, let's say, their home genre ooh. and create different types of records that still will feel at home for them when you do listen to them?
2: Ooh, ooh that's interesting. Huh. I mean, we've seen a lot of failed failed attempts, too. That's and that's true. another thing to, to to kind of, like, the reason we're even talking about the Yachty one is because it's a pretty good attempt, you know? It is a good yeah. attempt. Like, like it's, it's not speeding bullet to heaven, and it's not, like trippy red's hard rock album yeah mm-hmm. or like a
0: rebirth from like lil wayne type vibe you know? right right there's Worse. some bangers on that one though
1: i mean we can thank you guys as president drake's honestly never mind like for me is the big one that stands out over the last couple of years of just kind of throwing caution to the wind and not giving people that pop record showcasing a whole other genre of music that you haven't even really played around in that much up until it i mean that record sucks as a house record but (laughs) if it can bridge even like the farthest people in those two worlds together you're gonna see the ripple effects and i feel like we see up and coming artists now that like want to make hip-hop but are doing it over house beats yeah and that like is paved by records like that by taking a chance whether it's subpar or not and that's why i think it's still like sick what yadi did is because now there's gonna be young people who are like oh this guy raps but he did this crazy sounding, and if they take sounds or textures from that album and incorporate it back into hip hop, it's only gonna make the genre more diverse and well, more that's, creative.
0: Yeah, you're right about that. Because what's cool about hip hop too is that you could literally rap over any production yeah. style you want. Hip hop is not necessarily like one thing, if I could put it like that. Like you could kind of like have a distinct like rock sound or something like, and like you know what you're listening to. But with hip hop, it's like you could take so many different blends and fusions and incorporate it into that core hip hop sound and make it sound good because at the end of the day hip hop is expression, you know? It's open words on on a track and having fun with it, you know, and just expression, pure expression at its, you know, at its purest form. And I think there's a lot of artists that should experiment with it. I feel like a lot yeah. of people have these great ideas, but they're kind of scared. To put them out just because of the critical reception that they probably get on it, and I feel like the the,
2: the, the expectation is always like a rapper doing a different genre. It's like I would like to see somebody in a different genre make a make a rap album. You know what I mean? Like, That's true. Mm. like even somebody like this is still a rapper, but like you know, like Kevin Abstract, if he mm-hmm. did like a boom bap record, like a full boom bap record, that'd like, be sick. That'd be fire. His early stuff, he had like hints of it, and now it's yeah. like a different thing. It's like I'd love to see something like that, or even like you know. Somebody like Gene Dawson, who's making mostly, like, indie rock stuff, like, if he did a full, like, rap project, like, that would be cool, too. Tizo plays with every genre. Yeah, like, When he raps, it's, it's great, too. So, I don't know. It's, like, a lot of people, I feel like the expected ones people always want to say are just, like, oh, Denzel Curry doing a rock album. It's, like, yeah, well... You
3: can hear it in his
2: music, (laughs) of course. It's already, you have hints of it. I want to be, like, surprised. I want to see somebody... Have
3: we ever seen that, though? Like, an artist from a different genre that was already, like, ingrained completely into that genre then take a dive into hip-hop? Like, I I can't think of a single one.
2: Uh, like... Early 2010s pop music pretty much, I mean, Taylor Swift, like Taylor Swift didn't make a whole rap album, but she like raps on Shake It Off, you know, right, <laughs> like, people like, right. like people, Miley
3: Cyrus like, rapping on like 23, for example, sure.
2: she, she did, Bangers had, yeah. Bangers had a bunch of that. True. true. Like true record. people just like kind of dip in. And that's what I feel like the criticism is too, is like people just come in when it's popular and then like they, you know, they dip back out of it. It's like, yeah, I don't want to see that. I want to see somebody who's like a big hip hop fan. Just do it like all the way, you know? Yeah. But I don't know, like like Justin Vernon, Bonnie Vare make a like make a rap album. Yeah. Like a full actual rap album. <laughs> That'd be cool. Album,
1: I would listen to it.
0: That would definitely you know? be cool. Even like let's say even Anderson Park. Having Anderson do a full complete rap album would actually oh. be yeah. incredible.
1: I mean, yeah. I feel like that's what the No Worries project kind of allows them to do, is at least play with mm-hmm. that production less of the acoustic sound. I was gonna say the exact opposite. I wanna see Anderson Park cover like seventy soul. With like,
2: like you know, fullest. the full band. Oh, he did I, that.
1: It's called Silk Sonic.
2: Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But no. But I, I get what you're saying, though. Like, have his own solo shine within yeah. that. Yeah. But the reason why I say Anderson for rap is because, like, you go on to songs like. But Offspring, it is
3: pretty rap heavy, though. It's not completely it hip hop, yeah, but,
0: but... but no. I'm saying like a hip hop album. Like yeah. that's not a hip hop mm. album. Like, there's heavy elements of R&B and soul within that album. Like, you go yeah, through a Kendrick it... album, that's pure hip-hop. You go through something like Evian, like, let's say, Her Loss, that's pure hip-hop. I just don't you know? think
3: that would be, like, a drastic change for Anderson. Like it, but wouldn't it would be really... nice to
0: get that consistency within a track list where you get, like, 10 of, like, the Seasons Carry Me, for example. Yeah, I mean, like... we're going to
1: get a Cordae and him project at some point. I feel like that's, like, definitely that going to happen. Cool. And he'll he'll bring some bars to that and like make a hip-hop record i think with him. yeah
3: how did you guys feel about the new song 210s because oh, i love it i, yeah, I loved cool. it but I-, I just felt like they were just trying to replicate r and P a a little bit too much in terms of just the call and response the soulful Jake cole production it's like it was just like a rinse and repeat formula a little mm. bit yeah still fire but like i don't want the album to just be that one sound so yeah. do you think they can kind of break out of that and create something new if they uh, come together for a full project
2: i've I've never been too hot on Corday,
3: Oh no I, I mean, I think he's he's good, like he's a good
2: rapper, but like I haven't really enjoyed a whole lot of his music. I much prefer Anderson, mm. and I also just like so for me, like that was like best case scenario was like two tens and like that's just like they both conversational, lots of personality yeah. felt funny, like there were moments where I actually like laughed, and I'm like, that like that, that's the best I'm gonna get from them
1: personally but they're both such serious artists so i feel like mm. if we ever did get that project you're gonna have like a bunch of storytelling you're gonna have like personal souls being bared on some records and then you're gonna have those three or four like party tracks
3: yeah that
1: yeah. comes
0: through with it yeah they're an interesting duo because they contrast each other quite well and like they both kind of dip a little and dab into like california style music to a yeah. certain extent where it's very wavy and groovy at certain points but they're also versatile in other areas. But I want to talk about your community and what they've been listening to. Because that's the one thing that, yeah. like, you know, we notice with, like, the NFR community is that they have a distinct taste in yeah. different artists. So, like, for you guys, has there been anyone that, like, your community has put you onto where you're like, these kids are low-key geniuses. Like, they're, like, putting us on to some of the best music we've heard, you know?
2: Ooh, what have they put us onto? I feel like, um, <laughs> have you ever heard of Meat Computer? No,
0: I, I have but like I've never checked any of like any music or whatever Okay
2: so this is like a long time ago A, a kid who's like a big Hyde fan Like when we didn't have We weren't like huge yet Like we like maybe like 20,000 subscribers or something mm-hmm. And this fan messaged me a video of, of, And he was like check this out And I went and watched this video And I was like this is so weird And something about it just grabbed me And so I showed it to Graydon in a video and he got like a little buzz from that. And then he took off like over the past, he's like doing really well right now on like Spotify and he's just like traveling the world and stuff. But like the weirdest sounding stuff, but they like put me onto that and I've been able to like talk to him and stuff. He's like, you know, he's a really cool dude. He produces all his own stuff. Very unique.
1: But yeah, they, they put us onto like weird stuff, like stuff way out in left field, you know, for me, it's like, the ones that make music too put me on to them because we do the live streams once a week and we've been doing it long enough that like we have regulars every single week that i'm excited to hear their new tracks Mm. we have people that i didn't like their music at first and i've gotten to witness their growth and gotten to a place where i love it you know and it's like this weird like almost like mutation you know because it is in this bit of an echo chamber. There's this community of 300 something people that watch us every week to stream. And these producers and artists kind of like work together and it's feels like, I don't know, it feels like we've nurtured a little zone where people can like become an artist that they wanna be. And there's so many of those kids that like are in everyday rotation for me now. Yeah. Who are those kids? I I got got a lit, I pulled up the playlist just to
0: make sure we named them.
1: So
2: um, Hell on Earth. Love them. Crazy! I think they're a duo, right? Yeah. It's just nature player them. with
3: them. Yep. Nature player is great. Um, let's see here. So this is like a playlist of like the best submissions you guys have Pretty received. Pretty much. At yeah. This yeah. yeah. Okay, Stuff cool. we like cool. from
2: the underground. Um, hmm. Let's see. I think a Roan. Roan. Um, Elijah Landor's yeah. great mm-hmm. rapper. We've been super into him. You guys
1: would particularly like him.
2: Yeah, you guys would like him. Uh, Salem Gas Mask is crazy. Uh, who have we been really, like, there's some, some like, crazy stream ones recently. Little Dill. Little Dill is crazy. <laughs> if you want, like, some based...
1: Outsider music. It's modern outsider music.
2: Yeah, like, I, I compare him to Lil B as much as I compare him to, like, Daniel Johnston. Like okay, Like, despondent folk weirdness, but it's all... Psychedelic
1: poetry shit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> based weird rap stuff. And then, like, you know, we have tons of artists from the underground that we are always, like, we love... Chase Plato and Tommy Fleece. Tommy Fleece, Rosie, Allie Evenson. Like, uh, I found this artist Cake from our streams. Song Ballerina is crazy. Shorty mm. Scott. Little Shorty Scott. Uh-huh. Um, I'll go to the bottom here to the most recent ones. But uh, Basio, we just found on our most recent stream. He's crazy. Uh, this dude, Nico Crow, has a song called 23andMe Me that is like a crazy, crazy, like, narrative rap song about how like inevitably kind of like your your roots and your ancestry and your family like determine things about you and like trying to like beat that like beat the negative parts of it and embrace the positive parts of mm, it yeah. it's, it's really cool
1: yeah it's um, just it's great every week just to have a fresh you know
0: perspective and rotation coming. 65
1: through. songs or something you know
0: and you guys get to build a scene within your own platform exactly that's yeah. what's cool about it is yeah that, like these sort of scenes are built over that type of community feeling where creators are able to link up and build the chemistry together and build a community sentiment and i think that's what's important about content creators is that like you know we're allowing people to come through and build dialogue within these spaces to where like Then they naturally build their own platforms within this platform. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and Mm -hmm. they're allowing themselves to do that. So I respect it. I think that's absolutely great. And how's like how's been the live streams? Like, what do? Have you gotten to any moments where like, dude, this is horrible. Like, I can't like, I can't play this. Oh
1: yeah, I mean, I think we did, and then we started having guests. We started having our friends on, and that was like a huge refresher.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like in terms of like music being submitted, it's like if it is like we have a lot of really talent, like a lot of the music people say this all the time. So I'm not saying it just like as people that are sitting there, but like people say that like the, the quality of the stuff submitted is way better than most live streams out there. Like Mm -hmm. most of the time it's very good music and it's all over the place, every genre. So it is a very like enriching experience. It's like very fun for us. Very exciting. Um, And if, if it is bad, you know, we're not haters. Like we're not like. Well, yeah. we'll 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 be honest, but we'll be constructive. Like we're not gonna be, we're never gonna be like, bro, quit music. Like yeah. we're not gonna be like, this is yeah. trash. We never say that. Well, like unless they say something out of pocket that is yeah. like actually, we'll we'll be like, hey, like you can't say that. Like you're being hateful. Like out. Like yeah. don't 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 submit here anymore. And I'm sure a know? lot of
3: those artists appreciate that just because. When you're making music and you have, let's say, a friend group around you, you have your family around you, you'll catch a lot of yes men. You'll catch a lot of people that will tell you your shit's fire when really they're hiding this opinion that might hurt someone's feelings. But with you guys, if you're giving constructive criticism, that's maybe the most valuable thing they can gain from actually submitting their music is being able to learn how to grow and learning um, your guys' perspective on their stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the most fun part. Like.
2: Because I think at the beginning, definitely people would submit to get the clip of, like, just, you know, here's HiveMind reacting mm-hmm. to my song. They use that for promo. And that's, like, that's great. We Like, that's fine, too. But I think what people came back for and what we grew to love about it is just being able to, like, genuinely talk about what we like and don't like about things and try to be, like, you know, this may help you. We, we're not, yeah. you know, I'm not a musician but I've listened to a lot of music and like work in the space for a long time. And I'm like, I feel like I have decent advice just as a listener of like what I could like, they might be one small change away from making the thing that take, you know, takes off like Jaleel submitted to our streams, you know, back before, before he blew up. And that's like, that's an artist who not to say that anything we did helped, but it's just like, not every artist there is doomed to be a small artist submitting to a stream. Right. Like That's true. like you can become a huge artist who
0: tours the world. Like Absolutely. You know? And he's doing crazy. We just did an interview with him on uh, yeah on the TikTok. A... He was awesome. He's the best. He's yeah, the best guy, man. Super cool. I love dude. that guy. Sweet. And uh, some of the craziest live performances I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 And fucking doing backflips and like Loki risking his life just to be able to like <laughs> put the music out there and like have people connect to it on a different level. I really respected that about him. But listen, before we wrap up I want to ask you, what was your favorite moment about the weekend, bro? How did you enjoy it? And like, we got to do this again, but we have to do it in Montreal. You guys yeah, have yeah, to come through the our sure. city at that yeah,
1: point. Yeah, yeah. Favorite moment of the weekend? Hmm. I loved having you guys in Big Pink. That's become like a second home for us because it's cool. ran by a friend and it was a long time dream of his. His come-ups kind of coincided with ours. To have that place that feels so positive to always be showcasing like Detroit house and techno stuff to take you guys into that space was awesome. And then being boys shooting pool last night, you know. That was crazy. Oh yeah, so I had a little nice
0: Jesus Christ moment. My
2: moment was of... gonna be that, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. Is, is Ant aunt playing pool against us, didn't hit a shot for like the entire game, and then we have one ball left, and he hits five in a row in, and yeah. then the eight ball wins the game.
0: Yeah, that was a cool moment. And like, I, I'm like the most inconsistent pool player you'll ever meet. <laughs> like it's either I'm I'm playing like I'm a professional for a national team or I'm just like
3: a random scrub that's never <laughs> picked
0: up. Like.
2: Sounds like a, like like what a hustler would say though. Yeah,
3: cause you did you. Hey, <coughs> those, those balls were set up at the end though. If we're being honest.
0: Well, those I mean, last couple but, of balls. but I'm yeah, saying like those were good cuts though. They like, were good those, cuts th- Those for were sure. hard shots to yeah. grab Listen, though. I that had, was good.
2: I hadn't seen him play before that game. And he asked if I wanted to bet 150 bucks on the game right at that moment when we were up five balls. And it's
0: like, I don't know. He... I originally asked for his mortgage, but I mean, like, you know, it didn't end up. No, going yeah, 150 like that. bucks, my mortgage. <laughs> so yeah. I ended up the asking for it. Property's cheap in Detroit. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's cheap. I also I, I asked for the keys to the Hive Mind studio. I ended up negotiating with you also for a YouTube channel as well and your AdSense revenue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. We'll he, be he right. was, He was a bit reluctant about it, but I was like, okay, cool, we'll play for free. You know, we'll yeah. do it. We'll end up getting it for free. But thankfully, you didn't put your YouTube channel or AdSense onto it, which was I was going to cool. keep the
3: Patreon. Don't worry, Greg. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's our real moneymaker right there.
3: We'll okay. be all right if we yeah, have the Patreon. Yeah, but uh, on our end, just thank you guys so much for the hospitality. Course, thank man. you guys for having us in the studio. It's been some of the most fun content we've ever shot. And we can't wait to do it again. Absolutely. Dude, same here. Can't thank wait. you
2: guys for coming. Like I said, I know, like, I didn't get to really respond to what you said at the beginning. But, like, you know like we show love because i i genuinely like love what you guys are doing i've been a fan of it i've it's really cool to to be in a position to be like hey come on over and we'll make some stuff to be able to be like we'll pull up to montreal like yeah i'm grateful that we're both in the position to do that but like you guys are building something awesome and yeah we're happy to be a small part of it you know and i
0: feel like you definitely have good taste in music if you're fucking with nfr or hive mind you know yeah the communities the community is so sick especially the one that we both share like we're speaking about that how Usually, like... At least for us, like, most people that watch NFR fuck with Hivemind, you yeah. know? And, like, that's yeah. why we wanted to make it happen. So, guys. Vice versa, um, too. Absolutely. We, we have the videos out live. I mean, you guys can go check them out. Um, They're out on Hivemind. They're out on NFR. You guys can go have fun with them. It was super fun recording them. A lot of comedic value, especially for us, that, like, we're always super serious in our shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the only time that we really do, like get out of pocket is when he says stupid fucking music opinions. But, I mean, besides that. Wait, you just, was that, like, a shot at That movie? was a, a
3: last-minute shot. last-minute. Oh, so,
0: yeah, I, I, always, I always shoot him a couple of <laughs> I feel though. like But it's lo- always love I feel though. like you this, should yeah, let This
3: is coming from the guy That thinks Stop Breathing Is the worst song On Whole of Red So You that's think okay.
2: Stop Breathing Is the I do worst yeah, And I have song? the shitty opinion How yeah, do we I not do.
0: talk about this before That's, that's, a, d- yeah, that's a terrible yeah. take
3: That's okay It is
0: well, I, it, I still stand by it. Do you, I'll die on that hill. Do
2: you? Is it bad because it's an interpolation of the Gucci main song, or is it bad? No, not even. And I love
0: interpolations, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll wrap up the podcast on this. <laughs> I'll say no, 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 no. I'm gonna <laughs> give you the explanation. Okay, okay, okay. My reasoning behind it is that if you literally pay attention to this song, it's a fucking noise of soup, bro. Like it's just like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> what's... You don't it's like, noise. <laughs> you don't like no- soup? You don't like soup. I love soup, but like the thing is, is that if I'm like sitting down or like I'm cooking or I'm doing, like I'm not in the mosh pits and like fucking going crazy to these right. songs, and I, I'm not throwing that shit up in my whip, you know, like really? I can't, absolutely not, no. And I mean, like I get why people enjoy it, but aesthetically, bro, it's just so. It's almost like someone's taking a hot needle and stabbing it into my eardrum consecutively until I feel like. I can't take it anymore. You know, like, that's <laughs> that the way I like, feel wow, about that this is, song. Wow, that is a big hyperbole. That's, that's <laughs> crazy. I, I know, like it's a bit of a weird comparison, but I right. mean like, all, all jokes aside though, I just never gravitated towards it like off of first listen. It was one of those songs where I feel like I had such a bad experience with it on first listen that it never stuck with me. Um, I think the filthy production is low key fire, but Cardi's performance and just the repetitive lyrics get annoying throughout the track for me. So that's mm. why I never really went to it. Like I'm more of a fan of like place or sky or over like See, place
2: I, is like my well, like bottom five for
0: me. Oh, no, that's fire. Like that's one for
2: you, right? Yeah, that's Place? my favorite song Which on one? the
0: album. Place is my favorite song on the album. <laughs> really? Absolutely. I swear to boring, God. Boring, boring one. I know, it's kind of yeah, it boring. takes all kinds, Ant.
2: takes Absolutely. all kinds. Thanks, <laughs> hey, listen, I guess hey, that's the beauty of music. It's exactly. always
0: subjective. But guys, listen. I want please... you to
2: let Lou wrap it up. You two threw
3: a shot at him late. Lou des- deserves to wrap it up. All right, wrap it up. Go for <laughs> it. I, I will wrap it up. And uh, <laughs> I think you got to check yourself bro, on some of these full <laughs> opinions. But um, it's been a pleasure shooting this podcast Absolutely. and all the content that we've done all weekend. Thank you, guys. As Ant mentioned earlier, earlier all the videos are up right now on our channel and the high mind channel that's going to be linked in this description much love to everyone that tuned in today and we'll catch you next tuesday for the next podcast thank you guys again Thanks, shout
2: out all the nfr fans out there